2: I got
3: the glasses. You guys,
4: I made a quiz.
0: And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have bugs. Hello and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast. Or should I say, off-broadwasted podcast Yay. where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofskin. Today, something's off. Oh. No, really? not the bug spray. Perhaps off kilter (laughs) is their offspring, the band? Is it off mic, off stage? I sure don't want to be offensive. Could it be an offer? (laughs) (laughs) Offensive. An offsides call? Something off beat, off the cuff? Will it offset anything? Be off key? Can we offload it? Are we headed off ramp? Is this an offshoot? Nah, it's just off Broadway. Off broadway Oh, yeah. Joining us today are the usual awfully offered officers with offshore accounts, including... (laughs) Kevin, off-handed remarks, Jager. I love it. I'm off my rocker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kimberly, our What a Game Master, and unofficial babysitter oh. for the hour. Oh, Where's my offshore account? Give me the passwords. <laughs> <laughs> and with us today is a trio of shows that we've recently seen off-Broadway. Yeah. One is a Wild West Shakespeare. Another will not leave your head. Ever. The third is based on a book and movie you all know. Let's give a big, broad, waisted welcome to friends of the show, shows of the show, shows, shows of the, of the sh- shows show. of this show, shows of this show. <laughs> Desperate Measures, Neurosis, the musical, and Train Spotting Live. All right, welcome. They're nice. <laughs> anyway. here physically. Yeah, welcome, inanimate objects, sort of. They're here in spirit.
2: Welcome, pre-recorded interviews. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, well, let's just start with, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's literally drinking. Yep, right that's now. That's usually me. That's true. What are you literally drinking? I am drinking the
3: Montelobos oh, right the, now. Oh, that's
0: what I'm drinking, the Mezcal, too. Yeah,
3: it's really good, and I put a little lemonade in it, so it's kind of like reminding me of the summer that's uh, slowly um, fading from us. Mine's on the rocks
0: with some squeezes of lime in it.
2: I have a gin and tonic.
0: Mine's tart. It's so good. <laughs> of course, it's your, ours is good, yours I is have. gin and tonic. Yeah, Maybe I'll
2: put some gin. bitters in it so it looks cooler.
0: Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair.
2: Actually, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I'm putting bitters in
3: it. <laughs> that was a bitter face and a yeah. bitter noise. I got oh. it.
0: Okay. <laughs> anyway, yep. this whole episode is What Have You Seen This Week what or have Recently? Have You Seen This Week episode or Recently? Yeah, so before we start anything, let's talk a little bit about Off-Broadway. Yeah. Since, you know, the purpose of this is to kind of highlight some cool things that are off-Broadway here in New York City. Totally. And what better way to learn about off-Broadway than through a Kimberly quiz?
2: <gasps> did you say a quiz? I did. Quiz, a quiz, a, a quiz, 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 a quiz, a quiz, a
3: quiz, a, a, quiz, a quiz, quiz, a quiz, a do quiz, just want a quiz, 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 I do just want to
2: say, before I begin, Yes. last night, I won. HQ trivia. Me too.
3: 98 cents, baby. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone was tweeting about that, and I was like, what is HQ trivia?
2: First of all, living under a rock. Yep. Second of all, haven't played in months.
0: But you saw the (laughs) the notification. Yes. It said it's
2: all musicals, and I was like, do they just mean music? And then I saw the. Alls. No, the the theater mask emoji, and then me and Jay had to figure out whose phone was still connected to the app
0: (laughs) so that you could play.
2: So technically Jay won, but it was me.
0: Oh, okay. Last time, the last night was the first time uh, I won. Yeah, me were too. Were you excited? Yeah. It was very exciting. It was
2: exciting, but the questions were so easy. I know. For
3: I was for just like, us. ugh, ugh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> ugh.
4: Yeah.
3: All right, we'll give us some harder questions, Kimberly. I'm
2: excited.
0: Ready? Moving on.
2: <laughs> anyway. A quiz, a quiz, a quiz, a quiz, a quiz, a, okay. quiz, a quiz, So these questions will get harder. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to remember that, but I love Never, ever. <laughs> okay. So I have three rounds of quiz. Yep. They will get harder okay. as only three of these questions have multiple choice. Sure. Ooh, all Sound right. good? Yep. Because I just, I was going to make fake answers, and then I was like, I trust them to be able to get it. Yes. Great. Does that okay, make sense? Okay, good. Yeah. Yes. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. Kevin.
3: Because alphabetically... I wouldn't, so we'll just <laughs> I challenge think that's, the alphabet. Of yeah. I,
2: <laughs> Breaking down boundaries. <laughs> Kevin Jaeger. Yes. The Fantastics, the longest running musical in history, uh-huh. ran for how many years at its original theater before transferring in 2006?
0: Oh. Oh. Do you
2: remember that, that it transferred to the Snapple Center from I downtown? I did.
0: I didn't know it was called the Snapple it Center. Went in
3: 2006. Yeah.
2: Cool. It is now at the was, show it was after came Jerry Orbach Theater.
3: Seventies. So this I do
2: have multiple choice. If you need,
3: let me. Hmm, yes. What? What's the multiple choice?
2: <laughs> Thirty-five years, forty-two years, fifty years, even.
3: Thirty-five years.
2: Forty-two.
0: Oh, oh. I see where
3: your brain was, and I like I that. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess it was sixty-eight then.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. All right. With one Mr. Jerry Orbach. I am trying to keep it in the 70s. Okay. Brian. Damn.
0: That's Kevin's MO. Just keeping it in the 70s. <laughs>
2: that's what I'll do. Yeah, temperature-wise, that's <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's actually really great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so stupid. Oh, God. He's always funny. Okay. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Before the rule was created that off-Broadway shows were not eligible for Tony Awards... Lottie Lania won Best Featured Actress in a Musical for what production?
0: Are there multiple choices to Yes, this? would you like to know that? Yeah, I don't know this answer at all.
2: Great. Did she win for The Firebird of Florence? Florence? Florence.
0: Mm-hmm. Florence. <laughs> <laughs> the Firebird
2: of Florence, Love Music, or Three Penny Opera?
0: I'm gonna say Three Penny Opera. That is correct. Go! In
2: 1956. Cool. Uh, so Three Penny Opera is known to be the first like big show, like big off-Broadway hit to really legitimize the smaller theaters.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. What a fun informational session!
2: Yes, I love to teach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so to, to start off with, Desperate Measures, something yep. off Broadway. Yes, um, I went and saw it. If you don't know, Desperate Measures um, is at New World Stages. Um, it won some Outer Critics Circle's, OBAs, and Drama Desk Awards, and uh, it's book and lyrics by Peter Kellogg and music by David Friedman. I actually spoke with Peter Sade and Sarah Parnicky, um, who were in the show, and uh, let's uh, let's uh, go to that interview. Well, I am here after seeing Desperate Measures um, with its two leads. Uh, we are here with Sarah Parnicky and Peter Sade. I just saw the performance. I really had a great time, um, and I'm super excited to be talking to you guys. So let's just, let's just uh, start from the beginning. Um, this is a very good place to start. Oh, ah, uh, there you go. Musical talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is based on the Shakespeare play Measure for Measure, or loosely based on it. Loosely based. It. Yeah, can you... For those of people who... For those of people, you know, the Italian people, uh, who don't know Measure for Measure, can you go over the plot of Desperate Measures? Yes. For those of people who don't know the other one. Yeah,
5: absolutely. At the top of the show, uh, we find Johnny Blood, in a jail cell, wrongly convicted of killing a man. He, he, he killed a man in self-defense, uh, but, the, uh, but the conservative and kind of very, he's very kind of laced-up governor, mm-hmm. a German fellow, has sentenced him to hang for his crime. Uh, now, the sheriff, who I play, is kind of the moral compass of the show in this regard and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of decides that he wants to pursue justice for Johnny. Um, And in trying to find out how he might be able to persuade the governor to grant Johnny clemency, Mm -hmm. he finds out that Johnny has a long-lost sister, Mm -hmm. who is?
6: Me. (laughs) I was not paying attention to the
0: show. This is all brand new to me now. (laughs) Uh,
6: Yeah, so Johnny's sister, they are estranged. She is a novitiate a week away from becoming a nun. And the sheriff shows up and says, hey, come on, come plead for your brother's life. She... Agrees to go ahead and, and ask the governor for clemency for mm-hmm. to free her brother. And he says, fine, that would be breaking a huge vow of mine of getting order into this land. So if I break a vow, I would like you to break a vow as well and sleep with me. Mm-hmm. She says, no, uh, the sheriff is a wisecracking man and he devises a, a plan to trick the governor. Madness ensues.
5: And then it's just yeah. hijinks trying to get hijinks. Johnny freed. <laughs> Freed from prison Shakespeare and, and was a works. crazy guy <laughs> and, and we're dealing with And we're dealing As you know A really pared down Yeah oh plot yeah Compared to what happens In in, um, in Measure for Measure Absolutely um We really or I shouldn't say we David and Peter mm-hmm. Really took the, the The greater plot points Really took the universal themes It really is distilled It, it would yeah. be It would be untrue to call it A Measure for Measure adaptation
0: Right well were yeah. you familiar Either of you With the original Shakespeare play
6: We sure were oh, yeah. uh, I had done a large amount of the production in a school setting. Okay. Um. And Peter, had you?
5: Yeah, I was as well? in. I was in at um, the Utah Shakespeare Festival. A couple, oh, cool. of, a couple of years ago, oh, playing so the same roles. No, actually. <laughs> Not for me. Although, again, it's such a distillation that the, the my character, for one, is not a pure derivation. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, But no, I wasn't. I was actually playing the, the character
0: more closely related to mm-hmm. the governor. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you played... Isabella. The same, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this one is it takes place in the Wild West. I mean, you know, Arizona in the, you know... Like the late 1800s. Yeah, the nineteenth yeah. century. It, 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 it's a funny like it's such a funny
5: show as you saw. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of there's a lot of gags, there's a lot For of shtick. Sure. Yeah. Um but it is important to us where and where and when we are because it is mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's Arizona Territory's pre-statehood. Yeah, it's a really charged time politically. A really, really interesting time politically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the time of outlaws, and you know, so yeah, absolutely. And very much a matter of like these places. You know, the governor was able to take justice into his mm-hmm. own hands. It, it was, it was a different time, and and people's opinions and people's power. People, yeah. people
0: held different clout in that setting. Absolutely. And so let's let's talk about the show itself. Yeah. Obviously, it's an adaptation turned into a Wild West musical, for lack of a better, you know. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a hoot. Peter, you have been with the show in other incarnations.
5: Yeah, so this version of the show we developed last year at the York. Okay. Um, at the York Theatre over on over on 54th and Lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just got together then and they had, I mean, it was at that point it was 11 years old as a piece. They'd picked it up and they'd been kicking it around for a yeah, while, uh-huh. workshops and a couple of other things. For sure. At some point in that, evolution mm-hmm. Peter Kellogg the librettist decided that he thought it would be funnier if it was in mm-hmm. iambic pentameter uh-huh. sat down in depends who you listen to two or three weeks yeah and rewrote his play. Into rhyming couplets It is a miracle Yeah, It's and incredible When
0: you watch it It's, it's kind of cool Because you hear it sometimes And sometimes you don't hear it But it's always there So mm-hmm. it's like this It's like this beautiful It's this nice undercurrent That keeps everything moving forward But also like it's pleasing to the ear yeah. But it feels old westy Sure. Hopefully, very much like
5: Shakespeare, the you use the language when it's useful to you yeah, as an actor, sure. and then really the rest of the time you, Just take you speak care of the itself. sense in the lines, yeah. you know. But it's it, it is really there as a tool
0: for us. We and love it totally. And Sarah, you this is your first uh, mm-hmm. venture with this mm-hmm. show. Okay. Sarah was I our, was the
6: only new. Oh, you were
0: brilliant, mm-hmm. fresh face. So what's it like jumping into this new piece where everyone's pretty familiar with it?
6: Uh, I was. Excited and terrified, and felt a huge responsibility coming sure. in. I think is the the most accurate word. Yeah, yeah. Um, because especially the run at the York was so successful, right? And I had a whole bunch of momentum coming right as I was joining. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very lucky. The director and the writers really gave me the opportunity to have a proper rehearsal period to mm-hmm. re-explore the truth of the piece. And I think especially with our, our characters and our dynamic, um, yeah. making sure that the choices were the honest choices. And we sort of approached my character as out. Al- we used the fact that I was new we approached it yeah. as sort of an Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. We worked to layer up why she was, how she was, what got her to that convent. Right. And then, um, from there just sort of let the characters that had already developed sort of, um, un- soften my black and white world and and happen to me. The dredger kept saying, the play happens to you.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. And (laughs) while watching the show, it's very interesting that you are the newcomer, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. phrase. um, And you really are the newcomer to the world that is created by the show. So it's definitely, it almost worked to your advantage. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's talk about the evolution of the show in terms of, it has a lot changed from the York to here. Um, Is it mostly the same? I guess you know. You can speak to that, Peter. I think it depends
5: on how intimately you're connected with the show. To us, the show changed really dramatically, but
0: structurally,
5: no. Yeah, we added a prologue. Um, There's a really, really funny prologue that Laura Molina does as Mm -hmm. Bella at the beginning. Yeah, Um, and the first number we re choreographed in in a major way, Uh um, just to try to set up the comedic sensibility a little bit better than we felt like we had at the York. But other than a couple of lines here and there, the show is the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is just the same. It, it's, and, and from an audience perspective, it's the same approach. It's the same comedic sensibility. We yeah. just think that it's more successful for the for the really intricate work that we were able yeah. to do. When we were at the York, we knocked this thing up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. From, from woe to go in two weeks. But mm-hmm. this time we were really, really lucky. We had we had four weeks of rehearsal, a yeah. long time of rehearsal, and a lot cool. of time with Bill Castellino, um, who has done... Brilliant work on this show it, It's you know It's kind of unproven ground A show like this is mm-hmm. You know It's yeah. brand new and exciting
0: And you're seeing The first scene change A little bit for you guys
6: Yes, the dynamic I think that is established, at least to me, seemed to change a lot from the lines that we did in my audition.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To
6: what's up there now, but we didn't change that until previews. I think we came in and did a second table day, sort of. To yeah,
0: those kind of shifts I think those. came out of yeah. came out of the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this is new material. How do you two approach new material?
6: I much prefer new material, yeah. mostly because you're not trying to. You're not swayed by past interpretations comparisons mm-hmm. to other artists right. um and you are allowed to just l- take the material read the words look for the truth find what's actually mm-hmm. happening think about you know what you want what what your purpose to move the piece forward is mm-hmm. what what were the writers trying to say what does the what do you want the audience to feel think do afterwards yeah. um, and just really I always am trying to make things as truthful as possible in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then layer on the other pieces as needed musically, choreography, humor.
5: It's the thing that we train for. Yeah. Sounds like a sports thing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. This is what we play for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the thing you that you play to win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the thing that so it yeah, it's the thing that we learned to do in yeah. college. And so mm-hmm. to be given a a script and a score of stuff mm-hmm. that I had never heard before, and then to walk into a room, especially with a comedy, especially yeah, with yeah. especially with language that is this complex and mm-hmm. this intricate and this generous as material, we walked in there and threw some shit. <laughs> against the wall mm-hmm. for weeks we just like kept playing we kept trying to make each other laugh and we kept trying to like make the sense out of it And mm-hmm. um, we kept trying to surprise the writers with what they had given us mm-hmm. the most brilliantly rewarding reaction from someone like Peter Kellogg mm-hmm. is when you when I turn a phrase or if I land one of the rhymes there are a couple of times where my very very dry sheriff mm-hmm. lands he'll land a rhymed couplet right. that can get a laugh mm-hmm. And there were a couple of those early that Peter would, you know, everyone would turn around and say, oh, Peter, that's great. And he goes, oh, I didn't know
0: that was there. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 for so sure. it's
5: that kind of, it's really, really rewarding. Mm-hmm.
0: So this show has uh, an awesome audience mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, it's a Wild West show, so ba- things are bound to get rowdy from the audience perspective. Let's tell an audience story. Do you have anything that happened during a performance or yeah. that really kind of, like, un- unlike anything else has happened to you before? Go ahead.
6: Um, In my huge two-hour-into-the-show realization as a character that (laughs) I feel something I thought I would never feel and it could potentially ruin my life and my whole plan for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before I'm about to deliver the line, I go, Love, could this be love? And then there's a pause before I say my next line and yeah. someone in the audience screamed yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
6: and everyone offstage thought it was me. <laughs> I'm just really feeling it. But then everyone laughed at her and then I was like, do I say my line now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <And you're just laughs>
5: the stuff is great. That was, fant- that was fantastic. That's so good. Because one, yes it's rowdy but yeah. two, she's so she's into, into the so story. Engaged, so engaged. And that's the thing again with the, so the, the entire script and yeah, the entire script is in rhyming couplets. Yeah, What that does for the audience is gives them a great ownership over mm-hmm. the language um, yeah. and you start to, I don't know if you felt like this, but you start to hear the rhymes coming. Yeah, absolutely. And if we've got a good rowdy crowd, we'll get people finishing our sentences. Oh, for really? Us. You can hear them <laughs> chatting and like, oh, there's this yeah. joker, it's coming. And yeah. today I've got a really, really gross rhyme, not like just really, it's just really unapologetically just a ridiculous <laughs> rhyme that uh-huh. I have. Um, uh and it's a I, I rhyme feel with wheel. Uh, oh. Which makes sense when I'm speaking with my accent, <laughs> um, but it's a silly rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a joke. It's yeah. nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. And there was a man st- um, that happens while I'm in the aisle there was a man sitting beside me tonight who I said, "If you're sure that's how you feel, and I'm not, I don't want to force you against your." I got that far, and he went, "Oh God!" So <laughs> like, he <heard> it, yeah, <laughs> he heard it coming, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. If he feels like he owns the words like that, yeah. that is a that's a victory for us. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> At the York, we were, you know, you know, the brilliant York theater, we put things up for, yeah. for 20 bucks and do the best we can. And for sure. So we would have things. There are a few things that kind of broke or fell down yeah, or, yeah. you know, there were those kind mm-hmm. of mishaps which always led to a good minute pause while everybody <laughs> had a chuckle and got over it yeah. and continued those kinds of things. Absolutely,
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so before we head out here, um, what do you want people to walk out of this theater feeling? We're sitting here now. You know, when, when, when someone's seen the show, like, what, what do you want them to leave with?
6: I want them to leave with joy mm-hmm. and in this crazy time in our world yeah. to just feel like they got to laugh and escape and and think um, for a few minutes, but in a, in a fun, enjoyable way.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
5: Yeah, it's, I'm stealing this, but if you don't know how to feel about what the hell you saw on TV today mm-hmm. that come out of this insane time, right, come to Desperate Measures. Right. Yeah. You can either work it out here or you can forget about it here. It's hilarious, but it's really poignant. It's really, really timely. Mm-hmm. Um, it is exactly what you need it to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, such, it's such a victory. Yeah. You want to walk out of here happy and maybe with a, renew, a renewed faith in original American contemporary musical theatre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, us. where can we find you thank on social you. media?
6: Uh, I am at Sarah Parnicky.
5: Awesome. And I am at Peter Sade, S-A-I-D-E. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. All, of, all the social pipes. Not at Henry Cavill. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although if any if everyone wants to start Instagramming at Henry Cavill and yep. just tell him how great he is in desperate measures, <laughs> this is this is amazing. <laughs> Because people keep telling me how good I am In Mission Impossible <laughs> Hey, that's why you should come see the show yeah. Come and see a poor man's Henry Cavill <laughs> speaking iambic pentameter Oh,
0: that's so yeah. funny <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, thank you so much I really appreciate it, great show Again, uh, come see Desperate Measures at New World Stages Thanks, man yeah. Thank you Bye <laughs> So that was my chat with them. Again, you can follow Desperate Measures at Measures Musical on Twitter or at Desperate Measures Musical on Instagram and tickets for DesperateMeasuresMusical.com.
2: So Halloween is coming up and I have a question. Hey,
0: wait a minute. I ask the questions around here.
2: Okay, fine. I have a game where I ask you questions and you answer them.
0: Game Master Kimberly, coming at us with the games. Okay, sounds complicated, but I'll try it out.
2: What's the scariest movie you've ever watched to get excited for Halloween?
0: Hmm. Uh, Oh, wait, that's easy. The original, It. Tim Curry scares me so much, but he's so great in Clue, so he's complicated, but definitely It, very scary.
2: Kevin, you've been unusually quiet. What's the scariest movie you've ever-
0: The Charlie Brown TV special where Linus talks
3: about The Great Pumpkin. Wait, Hmm? what? Really? 100%. Scariest thing I ever saw. Going to a pumpkin patch, waiting for some all-powerful pumpkin being, to appear, and he's so devoted to it, he's, like, obsessed. And he takes his unsuspecting friend there to see the monster. It, it's not okay.
2: No, Kevin, come on. That movie is sweet. It just makes me want to go to the pumpkin patch and- Nope,
0: I could not do it. I couldn't go to a pumpkin patch. That movie ruined it for me. But, Kevin, come on. You can't let your fears keep you from the glory that is pumpkin patches. They can be so fun!
2: You just need to remember the childlike fun of a pumpkin patch, Kevin. And I have just the thing the spooky pumpkin garden. The what? The Everett Children's Adventure Garden gets a spooky Halloween makeover with eye-popping pumpkins, silly scarecrows, and plenty of fun. Every day, kids, and big kids like you, Kevin, can explore more than 100 (laughs) larger-than-life friendly scarecrows set among nearly 1,000 rare and unusual pumpkins and gourds. You can pot up a black coleus plant to take home, put on a show in the Pumpkin Puppet Theater, and even investigate a mysterious Victorian playhouse and learn all about bats.
3: Okay, so that, that does actually sound like a lot of fun pumpkin puppet theater you
0: say? Ooh. Weekends bring even more full fun with pumpkin carving demonstrations by some of New York City's best artists and interactive demonstrations featuring creepy creatures such as giant bats and reptiles at the New York Botanical Gardens in the Bronx. Okay
3: yes yes I'm all about the spooky pumpkin garden at the New York Botanical Garden so how are we
0: doing this? From our friends at Gold Star, of course. Oh, yeah. Kevin, you should have guessed. I can't believe it. Those customer service wizards aren't just conjuring up the best tickets for Broadway, concerts, and national tours. They're also connecting you to experiences like the Spooky Pumpkin Garden. And right now, you can get your tickets at goldstar.com backslash broadwasted.
2: Use our code broadwasted, all uppercase, at checkout, and you can get an additional $10 off your order. So whether you want to see a show and join our What Have You Seen This Week conversation,
3: or you're ready to get over your childhood fear of pumpkins, instilled in you by an eerily evangelical cartoon boy with a blanket. Yeah, I don't think anyone else is going through that right now, Kevin. Uh, Maybe they are, Brian. Maybe we all are. Together.
2: Whatever you're doing, get your tickets and live your best life with Gold Star.
0: Good game, Kimberly. Wait, do I win? Moving on. Um, But it seems like we need to do another round of trivia. Quiz, quiz, quiz. No, I don't think. Quiz, quiz, I don't think it was. a remix. Oh, yeah, because it's round two. Quiz, 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 quiz,
2: quiz, quiz. Quiz, Would you like to learn?
0: it If it happens to
3: happen. OK, Kevin. Yes. After, I had two from the last round, so I'm
0: trying to get three. Okay. <laughs> I will always get angry and fall for it yes. right away.
3: Yes, you always
0: are like, no you didn't! Yeah, 100%. All <laughs> okay, Kevin.
2: Yep. After its initial off-Broadway run at the public theater, uh-huh. Hair played 45. I was like, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got
3: the, oh, I did. right. Yeah. But then she was like, Hair. <laughs>
2: played 45 performances at a discotheque on 53rd Street. What was it called? Was it at Studio 54, The Cheetah, or The Coliseum?
3: I'm gonna say The Coliseum.
2: The Cheetah. Damn Damn it. (laughs) I made up The Coliseum.
3: Oh, you did well. That's a good one.
2: Because I was watching a YouTube video about The Coliseum. That sounded like it
3: would be a place that
0: they would do a musical. Mm Mm-hmm,
3: I was there. Yeah. I mean, the I Chita. wasn't at the Colosseum, I
0: was there with the thought. Yeah, the yeah, <laughs> Have you been to the actual Colosseum in no. Rome? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Have you? Mm-hmm. Is it cool? Yeah, very Isn't cool. Is it a discotheque? It is, it's very do they weird. Do
2: you do hair on the weekends? It's
0: crazy. <laughs> it's wow. just crazy.
2: They have trap doors, like they're ready. They have trap
0: doors, they have- they, they have white boys. Lions. They have all of it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, Brian. <laughs> what are the only two song titles in common between the off-Broadway and the Broadway versions of The Wild Party?
3: Oh, I don't know the shows well enough. I can say one of them. Sure. Queenie was a blonde. Correct. What's the Gina Menzel song? No. That's that it. No. Life at the party is that it?
2: No. Close.
3: Oh, it's, is it Welcome to My Party? No. Come to the party? No. The party. What's the, the Wild title Party. Of
0: the, the, show? Wild <laughs> the Wild Party. The Wild
7: Party.
0: Shows, can we also have a. We should have a, a, a multiple choice question. Shows that Brian and Kevin need to listen to again.
2: <laughs> if you're listening to this and you don't know, in the year 2000, there was an off-Broadway version of The Wild Party by Andrew Lippa, and on Broadway, The Wild Party was done by La Cusa, Both adaptations of the same epic poem, mm-hmm. both running in the same season, and you can head to the message boards and see how people disagree. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's intense. Could you say that it drives people a little crazy?
2: Like drive a, but it could drive a person nuts.
0: Because
2: Doo-doo.
0: now we can talk about neurosis.
2: Oh, something we all
8: have Yes. In oh, this oh,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Kimberly and I saw that. We did. Yeah, we saw that at the DR2 Theater. Um, it's East 15th Street near Union Square. Correct. Um, the book is by Alan Rice. Oh my God,
3: that's where we saw the Golden Girls pop up. It's the exact same theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that place.
0: Uh, it's a it's great, great thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they
3: always just do interesting things.
0: Yes, Um, Ben Green did the music, and Greg Edwards did the lyrics. Kimberly and I spoke with Morgan Weed and Brendan Caldwell before the show.
2: Who are the Neuroses? Yeah. Let's throw it to us.
7: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we
0: are, Kimberly and I are here. Yes. You don't know where y- that is yet. Exactly. <laughs> um, at Neurosis the Musical. Um, it's before the show. We're seeing it tonight. We're super excited.
2: No, live. They're about to start the overture. Don't worry. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Down. down in front. <laughs> it's a bootleg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but only audio. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but we are here with Morgan Weed and Brendan Caldwell, who are in the show. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, yeah. Thank so, you for having us. Yes, yeah. of course. Well, we have yet to see the show.
1: Yes. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. T-minus 45 minutes. We're so excited um, yeah. that you're here.
0: Well, I would love for you to explain a little bit about what it is and your roles in it. Sure. sure. Would you like to do it the same time?
1: Yeah, let's do and... it at the exact same time. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, the, show, the show is a story about a young man and a young woman both living in the same city and both struggling to sort of find their sense of purpose here in their late 20s, 30s, um, all told through a this sort of rom-com style. We get yes. this very fun and touching at the same time story which I Mm -hmm. think romantic comedies do it best
4: right and then the Mm -hmm. twist is that each of them has a neurosis that is played by an actor and so I play the uh, neurosis uh, that uh, belongs to Frank who's the guy and And I play
1: Neurosalina who is the neurosis (laughs) who belongs
4: to Abby right yeah and so it's sort of uh, it's it's kind of like a a buddy comedy (laughs) except the buddy is the person in your head and no one can see
1: us
2: except our person's so, like, I was just, just talking yesterday that I love watching that on stage, because uh, I like watching people be like, pretend you can't see them, oh but God, also don't yes. run into them. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the after, yeah, yeah. Well, that, funny that be you mentioned we There's
1: a lot of that. Doing, uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. We joked that I mean, we were doing a put in today, and um, amazing young actress Natalie Charles Ellis is coming in to play Jerry, our um, Frank's mother for mm-hmm. the week, cool. and she's. Fantastic, but I was saying she she couldn't help but to look at me during right. the putting. <laughs> yeah. I look right at her and I say things almost directly to her. But mm-hmm. there's this whole other element for all the other actors except for us. We can look and
4: speak to everybody, yeah. Yeah. and nobody can look or speak. <laughs> That, Which is that, fun. That. It's fun, but it's also kind of. It's kind of sad. Every once in a while, an actor will like accidentally make eye contact with it's me. Such it'll a it'll highlight. feel so good. <laughs> it's like oh, God, they no. notice me. But it's like oh no, that breaks the rule.
1: Because even the person. Who- Uh, for whom we're playing we exist as the inside of their head they often try not to look at us or not to Mm -hmm. to, you know in some ways we bring out the the best and the worst in them I think for me Mm -hmm. uh, I encourage Abby a lot professionally I think I do a lot to you know the way that we have that voice in us that kind of it's not so much that there is an angel and a devil but this Mm -hmm. one you know neurotic um, voice that keeps coming up in all kinds of surprising ways, right, whether to right. suddenly remind you of a memory of your childhood where right. you like, mm-hmm. where you something sad happened where you fell off the swing set in front of everyone, it was mortifying, or where you, or to remind you that like you really don't look good in that outfit, you don't <laughs> yeah. know why you would have left the house already because you can't go back and change now, you know, like, yeah. these kind of things yeah, that we say totally. to ourselves, um, these mm-hmm. like self sabotaging thoughts, but also these really invigorating yeah. thoughts. Like, mm-hmm.
4: like, that's, Man, I love something that's me. kind of interesting, I think, in exploring these characters is like we are called like the Neuroses of these characters, but more yeah. than anything, we're like kind of the like an amalgamation of a bunch of different voices throughout their lives that have gotten them where they are, whether they're voices of judgment or also voices of support. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I kind of see it is we're sort of like college friend that like after college <laughs> you graduate and you move mm-hmm. in together, and like one of you is moving on with their lives and is doing a pretty good job of it, and the other person is kind of stuck back in college. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that sort of <laughs> oh, weird, nice. yeah, sort of like weird relationship of, like, the, per- the person, we, we, like, you need to, like, redefine the the terms of that relationship yes. if you're going to grow as people. totally And that we sort of start out at the beginning seeing both of these people with, like, the relationship with these, like, kind of crappy roommates. yeah um, And then over the course of the show, they have to come to terms with what that means cool. uh, so
0: for them. So, what neuroses do you two have that you bring to the roles? None.
1: We don't have any. At at all. All. That's any. It? Great.
0: Moving on. Sorry. I'm like a pure being. You're basically just for our
1: Art or cleanse. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: True. You know we have a
1: lot. I think um, Brennan's super neurotic.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's. it's, I mean, it's me. me. I mean, we both. I mean, I think everybody has. Everybody has those sort of fixations, things that really get on their nerves. I'm. I find that I'm like very much of an introvert, and Mm -hmm. I need. I, I love spending time with people, but I reach this threshold where it's like, okay, I need to go home right now, and mm-hmm. I did, right. just like read for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And I think like my my biggest thing about like living in New York, especially, is that there's so much great energy, but like I need to recharge from that. Yeah. That's definitely one of the like the main neurotic tendencies that is that sort of like feeds into like this constant chatter yeah. that, that I provide for Frank.
1: Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like Neurosolina like asks a, a great deal of me to like mm-hmm. be in, a, in a wonderful way. Like I get to exercise all all these wonderful parts, (laughs) but I think that I too naturally like live as an introvert I have my I like my home life like mm-hmm. I, my dogs and right. you know that's and so I need to go there and recharge but it's really fun to come here and kind of just this show is so full out for us yeah. and it's such there really no we have this wonderful support from our director Andy mm-hmm. to really explore and just go for it cool. and um, not to feel too locked into you yeah. know as long as we're hitting our, our light marks <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like,
4: I think the thing that's mm-hmm. most satisfying is that because we are these the voice Voices in the head. We can sort of turn off our own brains and sort of give oh, totally. voice to those, yeah. like those uh, things that we always wish that we could say to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and think
1: that, yeah. um, it's we're also in a yeah. way. Uh-huh. Oh yeah.
4: yeah, absolutely. I think you and
1: I can really be. We're both very much like technicians. I think as yes. comedians, we really like. To, f- to figure out the,
4: the, the rhythm yeah. and the science
1: of a joke so that we can really be, like, read an audience. And it changes every night because, yeah. you know, you have this incredible live beast out here that you don't know, like, how things are going to roll out, but you, mm. you start to get a sense of things, and it's such a fun exercise and... Um, an opportunity to like hear what's happening throughout the opening, and like hear them picking up in the first scenes, and uh-huh. and and then play this game to try to like, mm-hmm. pull them into the story more, like, or right, give right. them exactly what they're. Yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah, it's really fun, yeah. and I think that more so than in any other show, because we can kind of break the. Yeah, we break ball, a lot of rules. We yeah. break yeah. a lot of like, rules. No, we but we both like to really figure that out. So I think rehearsal for us was a lot about mm-hmm. that kind of, of figuring out what this relationship is like because. Where we really are attached to these people, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, always related to us. So we have a lot of time to fill in like this entire character, these entire mm-hmm. human right. being people that normally would be invisible and just like in the form of.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That, but we have to like make things make sense while two people are having a real time conversation Ryan. what are their what are their, these people doing cool. so that was a really fun and um, challenging yeah. thing to do and
4: we get to sort of scream their subtext at them yeah. kind of,
2: that's fun <laughs> kind of I love screaming at them. Yeah. do the two of you get to acknowledge each other
4: I don't know. I don't know. Someday. Cool. She, knows, she doesn't acknowledge <laughs> me. She hasn't acknowledged me Wait, why would
1: one. I acknowledge him? No. No, yeah, exactly. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
4: do. The bows. Yeah. Actually, we, we can't see each other. We can't see each other, which is sad.
1: It is sad, but yeah. I, I like to... I, I, I see you. Like. Out of the corner,
4: yeah, it's sort of like this, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this blur in the corner of my eye. And we do try Relating to, like, things. sort of, sort of mirror a little bit. A little,
1: we do, and bit. I feel like what's... It's been so fun to have someone like Brennan mm-hmm. on stage with us that we do. We see, like, I, I we just start to notice things that each other are doing, even though mm-hmm. we're not. Up, and I like, just, and we'll suddenly be in rhythm doing something. Oh, that's like, awesome! Oh, it's so that's fun. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this like coordination, which I think enhances what's at the center of this, which is this love story between mm-hmm. these two people trying yeah. to figure out if they can like right. restructure their the way they do, mm-hmm. do, talk to themselves and the way they relate to the world. Right. Like,
2: cool. You know. Which well, is totally unrelatable for 20-somethings yeah. Yeah. in New, yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah, no
1: right. one's dealing with that. like, Whoa, what was <laughs> right. that
2: about? Like, no, I don't <laughs> want
1: to give away too much but there isn't like one moment at the beginning which I do love because I, I, it's come up many times when people like related that like when somebody se- talks about like you see someone on the street and mm-hmm. you can't remember their name so you don't know whether they're talking this conversation you have where you're like, okay, like uh, uh, pretend you're on the phone or like pretend you're mm-hmm, like yes. drops on the entire shit. Yeah, like, really engrossed in a text. It really engrossed yeah. Really, yeah. or start to cry. <laughs> start to, to cry, like or start to like vomit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything. Yeah. But I just think that uh, this thing, people, there's a moment when Brendan talks about that, like when mm-hmm. they do it in the beginning, and I, everybody who comes to see the show, like without building, yeah. like relates to that or some other moment. But a lot of them bring up this. Uh, that thing being like oh man I saw that this just happened to me I saw someone on the street and I was like I can't remember where I'm from
4: I really enjoy the moments where we do kind of pick up on each other's physicality it's because we all have those same neuroses but we're so afraid to share them yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and so that's what makes us feel so alone and trapped in our heads is that we're like we, we are yeah. all this neurotic we're
1: doing what I just did where I was like good to see you where I'm not sure whether to go <laughs> yeah. for the handshake or the hug right, like the, right. <laughs> yeah. but I was outside <laughs> how the how many times have we met yeah. was a couple days ago yeah, right. and two people hugged me but <gasps> I, and and I, oh, that I and I Hey, bro. I'm sure. They, I know they students I know they're affiliated.
0: <laughs> right. Well, social media makes it so much harder because you feel like you know someone because sure. you know their pictures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but, like, but oh. you don't actually know and them. I talk yeah. about that in the
1: show. Too, yeah. Which is like really oh, talking right. talking about being like, oh, well, you're, you know, just make it look good on yeah. you." Yeah.
0: Well, I've seen you on, on Facebook. There. Right. I know <laughs> you're great. <laughs> I know you at dinner last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> um, cool. Well, what do you want people to walk away with from the show? What are you hoping?
4: Yeah. I think I, there's, there's, I mean, as I said earlier, I think there's, there's this recognition of the the voices in our head that we all have. And I think, one of the really nice moments of the show is when um, you know he sort of both both Frank's character and Abby's character come to terms with that a little bit mm-hmm. um, and and wrestle with that and I think you know it's at the end of the day it's like a very it's like fun it's it's silly but there's some really nice wisdom I think um, at the end and like how how you really do deal with those yeah. voices and how you how you can sort of negotiate relationships with other people while also negotiating that relationship with yourself cool. Yeah.
1: And I think you can embrace those. Vo- I feel like the thing, uh, embracing those voices, like, letting, like, not being afraid to be like, oh, man, yeah, some social anxiety. here, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and this is real, and I'm just going to stand by the chip bowl and, like, don't worry about me. I'm yeah. fine.
6: Yeah, i you okay over here. Um, I really am fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's
1: just, you know, can yeah. take me a second before I can walk into the crowd. Right. But uh, I think, I think, I hope what people take away is that they have a really good time, that they see a little bit of themselves in all of these different wacky characters because we are Mm -hmm. pretty wacky. There's um, one of our great actors, Ian, plays like six different characters, I think. I think yeah, maybe more. I think more. it's six, and he has at least yeah. 13 or 14 costume changes, and oh, wow. he Jeez. represents all the people in our world, and you meet him as like a post office worker, as a uh-huh. um, bartender, as, you know, mm-hmm. another co-worker of our main character, Frank, and and I think it's really cool to, this idea that, too, there is, that there's this kind of metaphor there, too, of mm-hmm. like, there's something kindred in all of these Yeah, people. right. We're all just trying to you know, get through, get through the day. The day. Awesome. Yeah. But I think hopefully people laugh a lot. Yeah, yeah. We really have a great group of weirdos up there, like, <laughs> doing weird stuff, yeah. so we hope people enjoy it and yeah. then... And
4: it's such a blast to do. Chatter and yeah. say things
1: like, oh, yeah, that was like me yesterday when I saw someone on the street and still you know, like <laughs> yeah, that, and then totally. that's the moment, and that's what we hope you take away. And awesome. And the music's really great. music's
4: fun, yeah. Also, something
1: really special about the show that I can't say enough about that is that it's an original piece. It, it mm-hmm. truly came from the minds of these writers doesn't have. Mm-hmm. It's this source material. It was just the idea that <clears throat> Alan and Greg and Ben had and have been working on for about a decade and Mm they brought it to I think what a beautiful Mm -hmm. version of like what they had in their minds cool
0: well thank you so much for taking the time to join us and talk about this we're super pumped to see it yeah Um, Yeah, get
1: some drinks in the lobby um, yeah right we
0: have broadway don't twist our (laughs) get off broadway get off broadway uh, where can can we uh, (laughs) (laughs) where can we follow you guys on social media
4: go ahead Um, I'm uh, at brennan.caldwell on instagram cool
1: Oh my gosh, look at our punctuation. I'm I know. at Morgan underscore weed on Instagram. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>
0: well, follow them there. Thank you again and break legs tonight.
2: Thank you. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Oh, round.
0: So that's what they had to say. It was very interesting.
2: <laughs> I going to say, so that's what they had for lunch. Yeah, so
0: that's what they
3: ate. Wait, does that mean we're the voices in people's heads right now? Voices. Yes, every Tuesday. Ooh. We're your neuroses. This is my favorite part of the episode because... Uh what happens next?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that you should go on Twitter and follow at Neurosis Musical or at Neurosis the Musical yeah, on Instagram I have his wrap ups. and Neurosisthemusical dot com for tickets. But what's your favorite part?
3: I just realized that I was gonna say my favorite part was the next show I actually got to see too. Oh <laughs> but then I realized we're gonna play a quiz again. So it's a, quiz a quiz a, a quiz, quiz, a quiz,
0: a quiz, a quiz, a quiz.
2: Kevin. Yes. Again. Yes. No, multiple choice. Okay. What musical was never eligible for a Best Musical Tony Award and instead went straight into the revival category because of its acclaimed off-Broadway run?
3: That would be Little Shop of Horrors.
0: The answer is Violet.
2: That is correct. Yes! Did Little Shop do it too? I was trying to think if there might have been I don't know,
0: but I know Violet did it because I just did research on Violet for our upcoming episode. (laughs)
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> I was like, you were so there. I, I was Wait,
3: there. So I only got five points this round? Oh,
0: poor Kevin.
2: <laughs> All right, Brian. Still got I do angry. have a tie <laughs> break, but I don't think we'll need it. We'll do the tie break anyway, just for yeah, fun. Yeah,
0: sure, sure, sure. We'll, we'll do we'll the, need it. The
2: tie break will just be whoever gets the right wins. OK.
3: No spoiler alert, but we'll need it.
2: <laughs> All right, Brian.
3: I mean, yes, spoiler
2: alert. Name two off-Broadway theaters within the quote-unquote Broadway box, categorized as extending from 40th Street to 54th Street and from 6th Avenue to 8th Avenue, including Times Square and West 42nd Street.
0: Jerry Orbach Theater is one. That's correct, yes. And then another one is...
2: It's tricky, but I think we've all been there. Yeah. You forget that it's off-Broadway because it's associated with a non-Broadway house.
3: Oh, it's the...
2: Kevin, you can chime in, because you guys have just been not taking this as turns.
3: Is it Roundabout?
2: Yeah, what's it called?
3: The um, Laura Pels. The
2: Laura Pels. Oh, good
3: one, Kevin. Uh, I just automatically thought of that as on Broadway weird. theater. Weird. Right,
2: I always think it's Broadway until like, I go there, and I'm always like, why wasn't Robert Bridegroom nominated for anything? Right. Oh, that was I was space. just thinking that yeah. too.
0: I was yeah.
2: like, I saw the Robert Bridegroom on
0: Broadway there, <laughs> yeah. and I was like,
2: no I didn't.
3: But this you is, not is not
0: very good. weird, because, Kevin, we need a tiebreaker. 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 Uh-huh. Okay.
2: So this is for both of you. Okay. It is a number question, okay. and I'm gonna need you to give me the closest without going over. Sure. Okay. How many off-Broadway theaters are there? Closest without going over.
0: 110.
3: 37.
2: There are 62, Kevin wins! Oh, wow,
0: <laughs> right in the
3: middle, Price is right! Wait, but I actually what won!
0: Cent? This is ridiculous.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, Kevin wins oh, always. Yeah.
3: I like when I win. Yeah yeah, 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 me too. And now it's my favorite part. <laughs> now it's your double favorite yes. part. <laughs> because There's... I get to say that I won and introduce the next show. And Kevin
0: has done a lot of foreshadowing in this one, which oh, has been yes. very exciting. You guys, you're welcome. So, Kevin, what did what did the three of us see? So we got to see a show that uh, started
3: as a book. And then became a really well-known movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see
0: Spotting Live. We got to see it at the Roy area stages on 8th Avenue. It was adapted by Henry Gibson, but it's based, as Kevin said, on um, Welsh's novel. And we spoke with some of the cast, so. Yeah. Oh, and this, this, this one is maybe not for the little kitties. And just to let you know, for multiple reasons, we did not bleep out this section. So you will not hear Carmen. So your ears have been warned. So we are here after train spotting live, Woo-hoo. and it's the three of us. Oh, nice. oh, oh. oh no, you smoked me I already fouled right away. I made a mess of
9: our theater. It was so pristine in here. Oh no. It oh, was spotless.
0: I was so close to never spilling. Brian. I know. <laughs> this is terrible.
2: Yeah, I just so like oh, That's what we right. I'm going to go Is this the first time we've actually spilled a drink on our show?
0: No, well, Kevin did the first time. I did. We we began our first First episode, and I was like, welcome to... And I
3: knocked my drink over onto the microphone. (laughs) Onto all our equipment. Oh, no. Well, we are here
0: (laughs) after Train Spotting Live with um, some of its uh, cast, Lauren Downey, Andrew Barrett, and Greg Esplin. Thank you so much for joining us after your very physical show. No worries. Thanks thanks for coming. Yeah, of course.
7: (laughs) And thanks for the alcohol.
0: (laughs) So Lauren plays June and is a part of the ensemble, one of the characters. Um, Andrew plays Renton, and uh, Greg is Tommy. For those of people who are not familiar with the actual book or the movie, um, I mean, or your show, can you just explain in a couple sentences exactly what people are in for? Sure. Um,
9: so, uh, Trainspotting is uh, originally a book by Irvin Welsh, whose birthday it is today, actually.
7: Hey. Um, oh, wow. cool. it in, yeah, yeah. In 1993. Cheers, Cheers to that. I, mean, I, I should touch my. my this, but in <laughs> posterity,
9: <laughs> it was. He wrote it in 93 and it was made into a play the year later and a film by Danny Boyle with Ewan McGregor the year after that. And it follows uh, a group of young addicts and um, sort of denizens of Edinburgh uh, in the late 80s, early 90s and um, sort of suckling around the character of Mark Renton and his friends. Uh, yeah. Cool. And... Can you just... Before you got to use this piece as your
0: own, what were your relationships with the characters you play? Obviously made famous in a very famous way, but what are your relationships with the book and the uh, actual movie itself before I mean, I, jumping I remember, in? I guess, growing up in
7: Scotland, it's sort
0: of part of your sort
7: of heritage. Like You know, train spotting is... Next to Braveheart, it's so the, the most fucking famous <laughs> thing. Right? Yeah. So I remember oh, yeah. being showed up by my bigger brother. Well, bigger brother, older brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like 13, and I'm just like, what, what what, the fuck is this? you know? And then I watched it again, mm. and and I remember reading the book, and it was really difficult at first, even for Scottish people, because it's written in an Edinburgh dialect, so it's not just a plain oh. Scottish dialect. Yeah. So if we, we're from the West Coast, some of us, Andrews from up north, so... You grow to love these characters, and it's weird because they're sort of antiheroes and yeah. drugs and fighting and alcohol. And you're like, I oh, shouldn't like this, but they're so lovable, and I, they're sort of
9: household characters to me. Anyway, don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, that's true. That's what I really love about Irvin Welsh's books and the characters. They feel really real. They do awful things to each other, mm. but, um, but it's always kind of justified or understandable, and they all seem like someone that you'd actually know. Everybody knows a Begbie and a uh, Rent and a Spud. Yeah.
8: Yeah, it was quite nice for me. I'd never read the book until <gasps> until we started before rehearsals for this. So, so you were I... like, train
0: spotting, that sounds yes. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's about trains. Yeah. I yeah. love train travel. <laughs> One train, two train, three train, four. So
8: I had I'd seen the movie, but most of my characters that I play aren't in the movie. So it was mm-hmm. nice for me to be able to just kind of... Completely create what I interpreted from the book without Mm. any, or this is the way it is in the movie, so that's what I should do. So that was really nice for me. That's awesome. Because I play like six different characters, so that's that's fun.
0: (laughs) So, this is an interactive show.
8: Oh, like yes. very as we just witnessed, yes. we should yeah. say now that we did
2: just see the show. We did
0: yeah. just. Yeah. See it. We, we, we,
4: like, we were like, we're
2: about to see the yeah. show. We didn't
0: casually just like come after one of your performances. You know, we we just sat stroll in today. the theater yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. With
7: microphones. I'm assuming because you're still here, you enjoy it then. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we were
2: talking outside <laughs> that we've never <laughs> seen such believable drunkenness.
3: That was so impressive because like, I was like they got messed up before the show just because, like, (laughs) it was so believable because you see people trying to play drunk all the time or trying to play fucked up in some level. But, like... It was just
9: so believable. Shh, don't tell her. The joys
7: I of be, the it. joys of being
9: <laughs> <Scottish>. <laughs> the joys of being Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> um, years of research. Well, <laughs>
0: what was so this is interactive. What was the rehearsal process like mm-hmm. rehearsing it, you know, without that audience? Because that's such a huge piece, energy-wise as well as staging wise. Um, and Tommy, you co-directed this, correct? Yeah, so but I, I, I called I you Tommy. The show back, Greg.
7: Uh, <laughs> 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 I can't be just that. Yeah. Show. My, my life has been Tommy <laughs> <laughs> awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. since 2013. Um I guess, as an act, from an actor's point of view, it's, it's the first thing we tell people, it's going to feel fucking weird doing this, guys, and it doesn't quite feel right. So you're rehearsing and you're rehearsing, like, well, something's missing, something's not clicking, mm-hmm. and then you get your first preview and the audience come through, and it's like, like the eighth factor, or the twelve man in football, as they call it, you know? Yeah. Mm. The audience literally drive the piece. Like, if you guys come in and you're, you're willing it forward and getting involved, every show's a little bit different, but when you're rehearsing is I don't know about you guys, for me it's, it doesn't always feel like, it's like something's missing and then bam, you open and it's, yeah. Boom. So you know. cool. Mm-hmm. What you guys, what you Yeah, thought? I
8: mean, we only had um two weeks of mm-hmm. rehearsals, so that's <laughs> so very short for, you know, your average rehearsal period. Yeah. So obviously for us actors, we're like, that's oh, only two weeks, two weeks. But you know, after even the first week of rehearsals, we were like, okay, we need the audience because mm-hmm. that's, and we've learned so much since just having the audience in here, that's where you've learned the most. You can, be an actor and try things but you don't know what's really going to happen until everyone's in the room.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. And it was, it, it's interesting you bring up the audience because the audience plays like such an important part in this show. Um, you guys are like you don't shy away from interacting with them from crawling on them from being like all up in their business um, so I'm sure you guys have some like awesome audience stories about things that have happened while you've been running the show? Or terrible audience stories. <laughs> like, oh, the word awesome, go with that. So, yeah. Yeah. so I'd love to hear some, like, some about like, the audience interaction and what like, extremes you've experienced.
9: <laughs> One that sticks in my head, because it happened quite recently, so the show opens with this rave. You basically walk into it as if it's oh, like a yeah. nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, strobe lights, and people are walking around, you know, drinking and dancing. And... Um, and my character, Renton, has a little bag of speed that he's dabbing out of while he's having a little boogie. And, uh, and I took some of the speed and rubbed it in my gums, and then a guy sitting in the audience went, oh, cool, and then did a little bump of coke. And I was like, <laughs> you can't do that! I mean, you can't I'm faking it! You idiot! To so get stage management to chuck him out! So oh. Oh. Oh.
3: do not bring your own party favors to me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Ta- uh. take them before you come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: do and glow stick bracelet
0: yeah, that's yeah. all
2: <laughs> so it feels like a ray oh,
0: come for the show stay for the accessories
2: yes, yes. <laughs> if every ticket was a bracelet I'd be go- I'd see every show oh yeah,
3: and uh from an actor perspective so you guys are very exposed in this show mm. both like <laughs> physically and emotionally yeah um what would you say, like in this show, is like one of the hardest, like the biggest hurdles for you to overcome as an actor?
9: Uh, this was the first time that I'd done nudity on stage, so that was that was an interesting thing to get used to. You know, we, we put it into the rehearsal room, and it, I just picked a day and was like, I think today's the day I'm comfortable with the cast, and we'll do it. And it gets easier and easier each time because it's not just that I'm like naked for a flash. Like I'm, you (laughs) were just like straight up like like seven minutes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. full
2: lighting. Full lighting. Really?
9: In in the audience. Yeah. (laughs) On the audience.
0: On the audience. (laughs) audience. (laughs) Um, We'd warn you not to sit, but what fun would that be? Exactly (laughs)
3: right.
9: (laughs) So, but that was quite a big challenge, but it's also a great opportunity. The shows allowed me to get over a lot of like body confidence uh, things and like also had to shave my head for it so there's been a huge transformation for it Mm -hmm. um and also just believably playing these characters and doing them justice there's a bit of a a stigma around addicts and junkies and like didn't want Mm -hmm. to play Renton as being like this golem type sort of uh, monster that you know people that are are living with addiction are real human beings um just trying to survive and so still keeping them likable and relatable even though they do awful things that was quite a quite a yeah it was a challenge but one that i really relished yeah, and believed it. Yeah, I was going to say something similar to,
7: like, finding that balance of, yeah, it's crazy, it's fucking fun, but it's also, like, a proper, you know, sensitive subject, the themes are important, the issues we're dealing with are real and relevant, and, you know, especially the opioid epidemic in America stuff, is mm-hmm. we want to find that balance of having fun, but also the text comes first and the, the messages come first. Yeah. So, we you know, we're not just here to put a fucking pantomime and haunted house on it's like it's just yeah, a really yeah. fucking story with real issues and I think I hope that everything we do we do to carry the show forward or show how desperate people can be it's not just a case of shock for the sake of shock it's like this is how desperate people can get or these are the messages people's lives can get into and actually being immersive is perhaps a better way to show it because you're not going to be able to look away yeah. Yeah. you know
0: yeah so I mean true. a lot of it is so explicit um, do you find that audiences react well to that, do not react well to that?
8: It's very mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got multiple warning signs outside. <laughs> whether people just don't read the 15 warning signs <laughs> out there, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's a tough show, and some people leave for whatever reason, whether it's just, like, you know, they have a personal attachment to something in their life that they can relate with. Mm-hmm. You, you never know. There's yeah. So we do get a few people getting... You know, a bit uncomfortable and leaving, but that's just the Depends nature what of the you show. Think
7: react well, is to be honest. I yeah. think it's a good reaction if someone walks out. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like if someone's so offended by a cock on stage than they are by actually these issues that are in front of them then like sh- the show's not for you so yeah. actually a nice reaction for me is someone just fucks off because if they're going to sit here and be offended by everything then we don't really want the audience yeah, yeah. to be yeah. honest I mean you know?
8: it's nice to have a strong opinion whether it's I hated it or yeah, loved it I exactly. feel like there's no in between with this show yeah. which is really nice and you're doing yeah. something right yeah. yeah, and I was going to yeah.
3: say this is a, definitely a show where like people who come to see this will have a conversation after it mm-hmm. and it's 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 because you're forced out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You're not going to the theater where you're sitting in a fancy nice little seat and <laughs> they're going to stay up where like on the yeah. stage where you, they don't touch you or get near you, but like breaking that barrier like you're breaking down like a lot of like mental barriers issues that people have and giving really awesome commentary that people can have after the show.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I love a show that makes me want to go home and do research. Yeah. And so <laughs> Just because I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, so, Kimberly's oh, I...
0: going to do heroin yeah. tonight, yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. No.
2: Please <laughs> put the spike on the mic. <laughs> no, what I meant is, I've never read the book, I've only seen the movie. Yeah. Which I watched after watching uh, Moulin Rouge a few too many times. I was what? Like, what else has you and McGregor went up to? <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's
9: musical theater major. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like, um, hmm, Star Wars or what's this indie film? No, <laughs> that's exactly like what Drake. happened. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you want
9: people to walk out with? I think like a like a hopefully because it's quite a provocative show, and I think that's a point of it that like. Part of the fun for me of, seeing, of being on stage in the show is seeing how everyone reacts to these really provocative events that happen in the show. Uh, and maybe thinking opening the possibilities of what theatre can be, mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to necessarily be that you sit and you watch and you absorb something, that you can actually immerse yourself in it. And part of the fun is seeing how other people react. Like We stage it this way deliberately so that you're very close to the performers and also close to the other audience members, and you see how this registers with other people. Um, and and, and and hopefully also break a bit the stigma about heroin addiction. Mm. They just it, it kind of. I hope it does that. Yeah.
7: Um, I guess takeaway like, like theatre's not dead. Like get off Broadway, have a look around. There's so much fucking good stuff being made. Mm-hmm. Um, people have got issues. Like you can't judge a book by its cover. Like addictions and illness. Like do some research. Stop judging people. And just kind of a bit of fun. Like you know, like tell someone about it. I want people to leave mm-hmm. and be like, fuck like you guys said like, it makes you think even if yeah. you hate it yeah, we get people who hate the show and an email like a week later, I've been like actually I'm really sorry I didn't hate it I just really thought I hated it and then realized I was judging it and I was you know it was crazy. oh that's yeah. crazy I think yeah
3: I think it's like such a there's moments where it's such a sensory overload mm-hmm. that like certain people have to check out and then think about it later oh, but like crazy. I totally get like some people like I can't handle this yeah. but then later like what did that make me feel and like that like like digestion of those emotions afterwards it's like it's a 75
9: minute show but we
3: cram
0: a lot into it oh yeah absolutely (laughs) and it never it it never feels like it never feels short and it doesn't feel long. It feels like it's a perfect amount of time and you never look at your watch. Like, it's very much mm. like boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. boom. From start to very engaging. engaging. Thank you, yeah, the pace oh, is incredible. Yeah. That's a very good point. You would know because you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> you would know because you said it. Yeah,
8: yeah. <laughs> um, that Scottish people are amazing. Seriously, that. what are Yeah, no, mainly that, but, you know, I agree with greg and andy that you know it's very important that we talk about these issues and people don't hide away from it
0: yeah yeah well thank you so much for taking the time to talk yeah, train spotting talk about you guys yeah. um where can we follow you guys
9: on social media individually where yeah. i'm on instagram uh andrew j under slash barrett or something like that just google my name or, or look at the train spotting <laughs> stuff train nyc and you can find most of us through yeah the yeah pictures on that I'm more active on Instagram than Twitter. I haven't quite got the hang of that. But Greg's awesome at it. I love Twitter. I'm just like Greg
7: Esplin and then Instagram's just Greg Esplin, which is E-S-P-L-I-N. I Uh, bloody love it. Awesome. Never off Twitter. Oh, and I'm
8: on Instagram.
0: Uh,
8: Lauren Downey, uh, not the detergent. Downy as in D-O-W-N-I-E. Yep, beautiful.
0: X-X. Downy like brownie. Wait, X-X at the end?
8: X-X. Oh.
7: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> plenty of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're open to October 20th. Yep. Uh, we hopefully an extension right through to the next year. Ooh. You can get tickets on trainspotanyc.com. Keep an eye out for some discounts as well. We're
0: going TKTS. Um, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, If
3: you're coming to the city and you're trying to see a lot of theatre... Take a break from the Broadway scene and come out to see something really immersive and interesting and that might shake you up a little bit. Come see Strange Body, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so cheers. Much. Cheers. Hey. cheers. Thank you. It's empty. Cheers. empty. Don't
2: cheers.
3: Oh,
0: it's <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> Is it really bad luck to cheer
2: you? I beer? Yeah, it's kind of a tiny bit.
0: Cool. So that was Train Spotting Live yeah. and some of the cast. Um, Train
2: Spotting Live makes it sound like Sesame Street Live. I know. I, know. I just <laughs> want to say that they are that not is, in character they costumes. Are
0: not that is same. that is not the case. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but you can follow them on Twitter at TrainspotNYC NYC or Instagram TrainspottingNYC NYC or go to TrainspottingNYC.com for tickets. So There's we so saw many a lot. of cool Things happening off Broadway. Absolutely, there are a ton of cool things happening off Broadway. Um, again, you can always just check out new old stages. I mean, Avenue Q is there. Um, Jersey Boys. If you never saw those on Broadway, there are, you can see them mm-hmm. off Broadway. The Gazillion Bubbles Show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, it's amazingly
3: fun. It's. 85 minutes of absolute joy.
2: Well, I'd also always say that there are plenty of smaller off-Broadway houses that are nonprofit that you can become a subscriber to.
0: Oh yeah. For instance,
2: in college, I was always a subscriber at the Atlantic Theater Company where Spring Awakening started. Mm-hmm. And you, it was like 50 bucks and you got first dibs on $10 tickets. That's pretty cool. I'm sure it's more than that now.
0: Yes. <laughs> but that brings up a good question. What are some of the best off-Broadway experiences you've ever had?
2: Oh, so I was Hamilton going to say, count. yes. Hamilton doesn't count. <laughs> We've heard me talk about the wildness probably till my face turned blue. Mm-hmm. And so since I mentioned The Atlantic, yeah. I want to bring up a show that I saw that I was convinced was going to be the next big thing and then never heard from again. Okay. It was called 10 Million Miles. Okay. And it starred Matthew Morrison and yep. Mayor Winningham. The entire set, so it was a four-person cast. It was a young couple. And then it was two older people, All the Spring Awakening being all of the older people. Sure and the whole set was a red pickup truck that just spun around and like opened up into what looked like a hotel room or like just looked like all these things, and it was basically oh, cool. this young couple going on a cross-country trip.
0: That's awesome. Um,
3: mine would have to be when my parents came in town to visit and we got to see Peter and the Starcatcher at New World Sages. Oh, nice. Um, it was when so I had good. transferred from Broadway to the off-Broadway mm-hmm. and it still just was a perfect space there mm-hmm. for like the magic of what they were doing. Yeah. And it was just such an awesome thing because like my mom and I had both read the book and were super into Peter Pan and my dad usually is like the, big musical goer we've heard that on the podcast but like he <laughs> loved like the simplicity and the magic of that show yeah 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 so and it was just good. so much fun to see and I really really enjoyed it oh, when awesome. he closes
2: his hand in the treasure chest
3: oh
0: so, so good. good so good they do that a lot regionally so if your local theater is doing it like go see go it go see it it's such yeah. a good show
2: I keep, like just assuming your sentences are going in different places like, <laughs> they do that a lot in theater now just like they
0: <laughs> close Play the it. treasure it's chest yeah just that's like very in I'm gonna talk about St. Anne's Warehouse in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, Their upcoming season is incredible, however, I saw two things there that I'll never forget. I saw a streetcar named Desire there with Jillian Anderson, but check this out, the actual stage was on a turntable, so the second that she picked up the alcohol on stage, it started to turn the whole That's show. So it turned cool. and it got faster as her kind of descent like <laughs> got that way, and then like I forget at certain point it started to turn the other way. It was so engaging and incredible. That's awesome. Um, is Saint
2: Anne's always in arena that the audience is on both sides. No,
0: for, for no because oh, okay. I actually saw Let the Right One In, the adaptation of the vampire movie um, there, and that was um, that was not in around. I is that think the it was Pristine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but they that was the National Theatre of Scotland, I think. But they bring So s- that's
2: who did Black Watch yes. at St. Anne's when I yes. was in college. It was yes. the, like the coolest thing i have ever seen. So okay. they
0: bring a ton of cool stuff over. I know they're bringing some nice stuff next season. So if you want to do something off Broadway, that's definitely a cool place to look out for. Also, guys, so
2: cool. just
3: one more thing to throw out there, keep your eyes on what Strangemen & Co. is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the people who brought us the Woodsmen at New World Stages uh, that had done a bunch of different festivals. The puppetry that they do with their work and just like the really cool cutting edge stuff is super awesome.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for joining us. Shows that we had recorded previously a, yeah <laughs> thank um, you tapes you may leave yeah exactly um but uh, we end every episode with a quote oh okay. yeah and today's is suddenly seymour is standing beside you you don't need no makeup don't have to pretend suddenly seymour is here to provide you sweet understanding seymour's your friend
3: that's why i said that it's my answer because you had that written that down and oh right like of course signal I would have gotten it right. So I win the game extra. At this oh, great, great, great. Foreshadowing. 100% <laughs> foreshadowing. Thank um, you. Broadway
0: uh-huh.
2: Baby is covering Little Shop this week. So.
0: Um, nice. But yeah, follow, uh, listen to At Broadway Baby if you want more musical stuff. Movies, uh, follow At The Pop Pod, Kevin and movie podcast. Pop, pop. Um, again, always can follow us at Broadway stunt on all social media platforms. Yeah. Us. Um, remember, Definitely join our Facebook group. Kevin does an amazing job making that super fun. We do some
3: silly things.
0: Again, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are. Um, Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. And thank you to Gold Star. Again, um, go to goldstar.com
3: backslash broadwaisted. And just use our code broadwasted, all uppercase, at checkout to get an extra $10 off your already discounted order. It's a great way to see awesome shows and do live experiences. But as
0: we end every episode, we raise our glasses. Zoot, doo bump,
3: cheers. We need glasses. <laughs>